This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. For the water industry, uh, the results can help them to develop cost-effectiveness point-of-use systems to improve water quality and reduce the house risk of emerging contaminants. That's Dr. George Joe with Purdue University talking about the WQRF 2018 grant study looking at the removal of emerging contaminants in point-of-view systems. And welcome to another episode of WQA Radio. News and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. You can find us at WQA.org, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. This is podcast number 132. If you're joining us for the first time, why, welcome. You can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes and on most popular apps. In this episode, we'll feature a conversation with Dr. Joe about his research and how he believes it will benefit consumers as well as the water treatment industry. We'll get into the details. Plus, we will get a regulatory update and I'll have our WQA tip. Time to register for the Mid-Year Leadership Conference. We'll tell you all about it. Now on to my conversation with Dr. George Joe of Purdue University on WQA Radio. Dr. Joe, thank you very much for joining us. Very, very nice to have you on WQA Radio. Thank you for inviting me. Let's uh, talk uh, just a little bit about what you do. What kind of uh, research are you involved in at Purdue uh, on on a day-in, day-out basis? I mostly work in uh, water and wastewater treatment. I also work on uh, environmental microbiology to use molecular tools uh, to study micro-communities and how they develop and uh, also uh, the microbes in drinking water and wastewater treatment systems. Okay. Well, before we get into this particular project for WQRF, uh, what other kinds of projects are you doing right now? If you can talk about them in in generalities, I'm sure you don't want to talk in specifics. Sure. For now, I'm mostly working on antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Um, Antibiotic resistance is a major public health concern throughout the world. Um, So we look at how the different environmental factors may promote the development um, of antibiotic-resistant bacteria uh, in engineering systems or uh, in the environment. Uh, We also have some other projects to develop uh, electrochemical filtration systems to treat water and wastewater. Uh, We have a project working on algal biofuel as well. Very good. Well, let's turn our attention to the WQRF uh, 2018 grant, and Purdue is the 2018 grant recipient. Tell us about the project and what you're involved in. Sure. Uh, Our overall research goal is to systematically evaluate emerging contaminant removal in point-of-use systems. So we will evaluate the removal efficiencies of representative removing uh, emerging contaminants in point-of-use devices and determine the effects of water quality on the removal efficiency and also microbial growth in point-of-use systems. So um, give me an example of what you're, you're trying to 
trying to look for? We have selected four uh, emerging contaminants and one indicator in this study. Um, the first two emerging contaminants we have selected are perfluorobutane sulfonic acid. The acronym is PFBS. And the second emerging contaminant we have selected is called perfluorohexene sulfonic acid, PFHXS. Both of these contaminants are listed in the third unregulated contaminant monitoring rule. So the EPA used the list uh, for the contaminants that are in the drinking water, but they do not have the house-based standards set under the Safe Drinking Water Act yet. So both the contaminants um, are toxic. There are studies to show they are related with um, uh, reproductive toxicity in animal studies, and they are related with uh, developmental toxicity and associated with reduced birth weight. So there are health concerns related with these compounds. And many studies are, uh, are focusing on the long-chain uh, perfluorinated compounds. However, there are very limited studies on the short-chain perfluorinated compounds, such as the PFBIs and the PFHXIs. So we will cover these short-chain compounds and learn a lot more on the effectiveness of removing them in point-of-use devices. Tell us a little bit about how long this will take and uh, what you think uh, your research will ultimately reveal. Um, the project is two years. Um, the yearly, we're going to run the experiments, so each test will last for months. And after that, we're going to wrap it up and write it to submit that for uh publication in peer-reviewed journals. Um, the peer-reviewed process is a rigorous process. Uh, usually we submit the papers to a journal editor. Uh, they will select experts in the field and review these. And it usually takes about a few weeks before the first round of feedback come back. So based on the feedback, we further improve the manuscript. Um, there are usually several rounds of reviews before a paper can be published. Um, the peer review will help check the significance, the novelty, to check if the research question is properly formulated and if the method is correctly used and if the conclusions are solid. So it's a very rigorous process. It may take about up to three to six months before a paper can be published. But this is a really good process because the top-tier journals are read by hundreds of thousands of readers throughout the world. Um, it has a huge impact in the field and for the general public. So if the results from this study can be published, and that's our plan, to get it published, then peer-review the journals eventually. So we're going to help most of the people in the field and the general public to uh, learn what we found from this study and also benefit from our study. And, and tell us a little more about how you think the research will help the public and the water treatment industry. How, how will, it, will it just be, make them more aware of the problem that exists? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I believe this research can help both the general public and the water treatment industry. Emerging contaminant is a global health concern. 
Uh, so the results from this study can help contribute to improved understanding and the performance of different treatment systems and also help uh, tackle the challenge issues of microbial growth in point-of-view systems. For the general public, uh, the information from the study can help them to select the best water treatment systems to fulfill their needs and protect their house. And for the water industry, uh, the results can help them to develop cost-effectiveness uh, uh, point-of-use systems to improve water quality and reduce the house risk of emerging contaminants. For example, we'll test the um, falling development by monitoring AOC and hardness. Uh, we'll test two types of waters. One is a type of water directly from the distribution systems. The, the other one is treated with a water softener. So by looking at the differences, we can correlate the potential fouling development with the hardness. And hardness not only may reduce the performance of point-of-use devices, but may also create an environment for microbes, for the bacteria to grow. So we'll look at the uh, correlation between hardness, the assimilable organic carbon, the uh, genes associated with uh, EPS production, and to use some molecular microbiology tools to study the mechanism of microbial growth in point-of-use devices. So with these results, we can learn uh, if certain factors may be correlated with falling development, and we can improve the design, operation, and the maintenance strategies for the water industry to um, reduce the falling development while keep their treatment performance. So hopefully all of these results can help the both general public and the profession to uh, reduce the potential impact of emerging contaminants. Very good. Well, I appreciate it, Doctor, so much. Thank you for joining us on WQA Radio to give us some insights into this new research, and we certainly appreciate what you and your team are doing at Purdue. Thank you for having me. Dr. George Joe, Assistant Professor of Civil, Environmental, and Ecological Engineering at Purdue University, joining us on WQA Radio. This is Kathleen Foltz, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. I want to talk about House Bill 3721 and Companion Bill 2087 titled Get the Lead Out of Assisted Housing Act. It proposes provisions addressing lead service lines and requires as an interim measure to reduce exposure of lead water filters designed for lead removal. Recognition of final barrier solutions continues to be added to proposed legislation on lead and is an opportunity for you. You can read the full legislative text and review other bills we are tracking by visiting the WQA.org Government Affairs webpage. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. All right, this week's WQA tip, registration for the 2019 WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference is now open. The conference is set for September 9th through the 11th in San Antonio. We have a brand new format, new education sessions on the first afternoon, an opening breakfast keynote, opportunities to benefit industry research, WQRF, and you can network with friends and colleagues, of course, as you learn more about current trends and insights into the water treatment industry. It's one of the big highlights of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Even if you've never gone before, 
or frankly are not a member of WQA. This is an opportunity to learn more about the association and the water treatment industry. Again, that's the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. Sign up now. Go to wqa.org slash M-Y-L-C. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about residential, commercial, and industrial water treatment. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Just search for WQA Radio, then hit subscribe. Each new podcast will appear in your podcast catcher or podcast player automatically each week. That's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to rate and review the podcast as well. Learn more about water at WQA.org and learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.